With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters, uh, here with our beginning of the week podcast around the association, uh, where we talk about the NBA instead of just the Celtics. But per usual, before we get into that, Sam, my question for you this time, are there any foods that you just hate? Like, is there is that one food that you just Mayonnaise. Like, hate? Never really? tried it. Never will. Name turns never, me off. You've never even tried it? No, not going to try it. Why? Is there any and reason? And the fucking name is Mayonnaise. <laughs> So it's just because of the the name, yeah. Really, that's yeah. interesting. See, I used to hate mayo, and I used to like eat all my sandwiches with nothing. But now, like, I kind of grew on me. Like, I don't mind it as much anymore. Really, though. I'll See, mine is onions. I can't eat onions. I just you don't can't like onions. Nah, dude, I can't stand onions. It's the one thing I will like go out of my way to like. I got a steak and cheese the other day from like this uh, pizza place or like whatever restaurant. Uh, and got it delivered, and I, I got steak and cheese with mushrooms, and specifically asked for no onions. I got it. I took a bite, and I looked at my mom. I'm like, Mom, there's a fucking onion in here. And she's like, What are you talking about? I like, and like, it's to the point where I spit it out. Like, I can't eat it. I spit it out, and I see the onion. I'm like, Mom, I, I told you, it's right here. And she's just looking at me like I'm a psychopath. And I spit out my food onto the table, and I'm 21 years old. <laughs> I, I get it. No, I, I'm picky. Like, I get pissed when they put stuff on, like, a yeah. burger. Oh, you got to be kidding me. It's just, <clears throat> I can't do it. I don't care if it's the onions are raw. I don't care if they're cooked, like, with peppers and onions or on a pizza. Just, I can't do it. The one exception I have, I, like. I actually really like onions. It's funny. Really? The one exception I have is, like, in a Big Mac, like, those little chopped onions. Like, those don't taste like actual onions, probably because it's McDonald's. But, like, I don't, I don't really mind those as much. Those are fine. It's just, like, the, like, the, the real onions like because like those those are onions but those are like mcdonald's onions just like mcdonald's burgers aren't real burgers do you know what i'm saying like they're i understand yeah it's different, it's different. but um <clears throat> anyways uh, around the co around the association that's a tongue twister uh and i already slurred my words in the first place so uh starting off with uh boston celtics i know two huge fans here but we'll talk more in depth on the wednesday podcast but celtics sweep the sixers in four games just initial thoughts on that, Sam. Get hyped for it. Was second. there ever any doubt? I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. You can go back and listen to it. I definitely said season four. I, oh, yeah. I said I thought they'd win in like six. I'm kind yeah, of surprised. Yeah. Just in case. Just just uh, in case Embiid popped off real hard. But Brett Brown let that team down, man. Brett Brown's a moron. I can't. I, I, I like as much as I hate Philly. I, actually, I was going to say I feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. But Brett Brown's just such a terrible coach. You watched the game the other day, right? Yesterday? Yeah. You see Tobias Harris? Oh, that was brutal. That I was felt bad. Scary shit, man. I like, the fact that he played again was crazy. Like I thought he 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 looked like he was knocked out cold. Well, that's good that he played, because that means he's probably not hurt as bad as, you know, we probably thought. Exactly, yeah. He probably 
maybe a mild concussion and some stitches. Like after that, I I was worried. He looked like he was fucking paralyzed on the ground, right? Like he he was, looked like he was knocked out. That was, which he might have been for a second. I mean, that's a yeah, brutal no, fall. So definitely, definitely rough. Uh, Kemba Walker popping off in uh, games three and four. Finally, uh, going back to the Charlotte Kemba, we knew he would be at some point in the playoffs. Do you expect that more of that going forward? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's gotten better in every game exactly. that, you know, he's played in, in yes, the playoffs. I, like, I agree. This is the first time he's been to the second round ever in his career, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he scored 19 and then 22 and then 26 and then yesterday at 32. So he improved way you know, he, great improvement yeah. in the first game, for sure. That's hey, if he, what you like to see because, you know, teams are going to start keying on Jason Tatum because he played so well in those first two games. You saw game three, he didn't play as well. Kemba stepped up big time. Jalen Brown's been really solid as well. And that, that's yeah. what makes this Celtics team really good. And, yeah. you know, they should be formidable and a formidable opponent for the Raptors. Oh, I got to stop yeah. playing this game during the podcast. <laughs> are you playing poker, poker again? I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing Crash, the uh, remaster. Interesting, interesting. Um, but since, since this is around the association, let's talk about the other team that just got swept, the 76ers. Uh, Brett Brown. I think I can oh. only assume. I can only assume he'll be fired uh, before next season starts. Do you see any other major changes to the roster before uh, the next NBA season begins? Uh, no. But Joel Embiid sounded like he was. Ready to be out of there yesterday. Can you blame he him? Said, <laughs> he said, like, something like, you know, I want to be here, but, like, you know, if they don't want me here, it's okay, or whatever, you know, it is what it is, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That, the whole organization is an absolute mess. Uh, leaving the bubble now, Celtics move on to the second round. Uh, before we get into the rest of the games, I need to ask you I'm not trying to expose or anything, it's just a question. Uh, have you been able to catch, I know you're busy with work, any other games aside from Celtics games? thus far in the playoffs uh once in a while you know i've okay. seen i i did see the clip yesterday of luca so oh, that's what you're gonna good. talk about uh, i'm not gonna um, talk about that yet i think i'm I've gonna go watched, let's see i watched some of the raptors yesterday i watched uh some of the lakers the other day yep i don't know i watched like a little bit i don't sit and watch the whole thing though i got you i got you i've been writing some recaps so i've been catching uh, a lot of NBA action. I've been loving it. But next series up in the East still, Raptors-Nets. Uh, Raptors finish off their series in four games. I can't believe you tried to tell me that they weren't going to sweep. Hey, man. I the, the Nets are scrappy, dude. They almost came back and won a couple of those. Not, not all of those were blowouts. They looked like blowouts in the end. But if you actually watch the game, the first three quarters were close in, like, at least two of the games. Like, the, that's, it was a very bad Nets team, yes. But it's just like the Sixers. Like, they're probably going to sweep. But, like, you never know if the team could catch a game. I had I, I believed in the Nets team. I had watched them in the bubble, and I thought they had some promise. So, uh, excuse me, I was wrong. I was very incorrect. <laughs> uh, Karis LeVert, though. Karis LeVert's a monster. That dude can score. Do you think he'll... How did he do in the playoffs? I'm honestly guilty. I didn't watch really any of those games. I got you. I got you. I know he put up 35-6-6 six and six last night in the loss. Uh, I can go look at his averages right now. I know he put up 30 in at least one of the other games. 
Uh, he was just far and away the best player on that Brooklyn team. In the playoffs, he averaged – it says he only averaged 26, but then also averaged 10 assists, or 9.5. Um, but I know that's only because I think he had one bad game, maybe two, and that's just because Toronto could throw every weapon they had at him on defense because they didn't need to guard anybody else because no one else was a threat on that Nets team. So uh, he's been a bucket. He was on all uh, seeding games second team, if that makes sense to you, um, with like Michael Porter Jr. and them. So I got you. It's going to be tough for him next year. What? Mm-hmm. KD <laughs> and Kyrie, come, especially Kyrie because he's such a yeah. prick. But, you know, He's not going to be able to get as many touches and score. He could be someone you see get traded. So, something knows? I saw. If they were smart, they would trade him. I feel like they'd like be smarter. Or something. Smarter to keep him off the bench. Like have KD, Kyrie, and them run the first unit. And then Dinwiddie and Levert as a second unit. Because that'd be disgusting off the bench. Yeah, you say nasty. that now. But then, like, they would have chemistry issues. Because those guys want to be able to have impact on the game and they can't because whatever, you know, Kyrie or yeah. Katie, you know, if one of them's probably going to be on the floor at all times. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have that and they're not going to be the primary scorer. They're just not going to be able to uh, meet their full potential and it's going to get frustrating for them. It's so, going to be like that Celtics team last year with Kyrie. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Basically it's like, yeah, they had really good pieces, you know, Kyrie, Al Horford, uh, the Jays, Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward, Marcus Morris, Terry, Terry Rozier is probably the best example I can give you. Yeah, for sure. He played well in Charlotte this year. But another fact from the Raptors game last night, uh, Toronto's bench put up 100 points. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, probably not, not great. That's terrifying. Norm Powell had 29. Ibaka had 27 and 15. Ibaka's been a force uh, in the four games against Brooklyn. Obviously, I uh, take it with a grain of salt because it was a very shorthanded Nets team, but still coming into a series where the Celtics don't really have a really tall center that can defend well. I know Tice is good, but he's only 6'8". Uh, and especially because Marcus Saul starts and Serge comes off the bench, it's going to be interesting to see how they throw. Well, I mean, they just had to cover him. I mean, it doesn't get much harder than that. That's it true. really doesn't. That's true, but I feel like it's different because Embiid can't, the Raptors play such a different style of basketball. Like Celtics only had to focus on Embiid in that series. Meanwhile, in this upcoming series, they're going to have so many more weapons to deal with. The Raptors are the the deepest team in the NBA, in my opinion. They have the most. I depth. don't disagree, but like no. Marcus Saul isn't a world eater like Embiid is. Like they're not no, going yeah. to have to do what they did yeah. to Embiid. This is true. Uh, I can agree with you there. I think it'll be. One of the best series of the playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. Nick Nurse, just one coach of the year. Uh, shout out to him. He's He seems like a really great dude, too, which is cool. Like, he seems like a nice dude. And then I know I tweeted, how can you not love Nick Nurse? And you, you kind of <laughs> responded to me, I'll let you know in two weeks. So yeah. we'll have to see see how the second round plays out. Uh, Heat Pacers. Miami's up 3-0 in that series. A couple of the games have been close. It's kind of a it's surprise. Just, yeah. I really thought that'd be more of a gritty series than it has been. I feel you know, like you're going to see more sweeps this year. But then, like, I mean, if you look at West, you're not seeing that. So just because, like, there's no home court. So, like, had this Celtics series, for example, been, you know, in a regular season where you're going between arenas, they probably would have lost at least once in Philly. Yeah, because Philly was, the, like, the best home team of all time this season. Exactly. Great. So, um, like, I will well, say- not all time. 
not all yeah, time. but very, very, very good. They only lost twice, I believe. Um, I will say, though, on paper, I had this written down in one of my articles. The Heat Pacers series looks really even on paper. But when you watch the game, the Heat are just infinitely better than the Pacers are. It Like, I've watched, like, two of the games in full. And then one, I think, I, like, ended up half-watching because one of the games ran over. But the way the Heat play basketball, I am, like, convinced. Like, I know... Like most of the regular season before the NBA shutdown, right? We, I, as well as you, I believe, mainly watched Celtics games because that's all that we had time for was school and everything. And that's obviously, of course, you don't game. get them all. It's exactly. different with the bubble exactly. where everything's on national yes. TV all day. But with the opportunity I had to watch Miami, Miami play, they are the best basketball team in the NBA. Let me explain this though. They're not the best team, but they're the best team at playing basketball. Like, obviously, the Celtics and the Raptors and the Bucks, Clippers, Lakers are all better teams because they have stars, they have the star power, and they have that force. If it, When it comes to just, like, ball movement, defense, and depth, the Heat are, like, the best team in the league at just playing basketball. I genuinely mean that. They're so, so fun to watch. Just the weapons they have. None even hasn't, hasn't even played yet. Goran Rogers has been a bucket. Tyler Hero off the bench. Like, we hear all this about him. He's a good scorer. He genuinely is just perfect off that bench. Bam at a bio in the middle. Jimmy Butler doesn't even have to carry the load. Duncan Robinson's just insane. Like, they're so, 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 like, infinitely better than the Pacers. Because the Pacers, on the other hand, the most boring team to watch. I can't watch Indiana play. It's awful. But I, well, like, I mean... You said like they're the best at playing basketball, but like that's what all the teams do. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I don't, I don't know how else to word it though. They're the best. Uh, like, they're like they're good at like running plays and playing hard. I, I so, mean, yeah. I, I don't know what you're trying to say. It's just like, like I mean, they're not team, better than Milwaukee. They're not no, better than the Lakers I, or the Clippers or the Raptors or the Celtics. I know like, that, but just like ball movement, they're, they're very, very, very consistently like good at moving the ball they're well coached is what you're saying yes yes eric spolster like should win coach of the year every year uh, from what i've seen so far i guess i've only watched a couple games but i know you're just seeing them play the pacers too i mean it's yeah i know they don't have sabonas pacers aren't a bad defensive team though like turner Old Depot's, the Old depot not great after coming back from his injury gordon hayward effect they're very fun to watch i'll say that brogdon's good i really brogdon Rogan had a great game the other day, too. The way they move the ball is, I think, the most impressive thing to me, though, because that ball, like, never sits in one place for too long. Meanwhile, like, I think that's what I'm trying to say. They're the best at moving the ball and, like, running plays, I suppose, because, like... Celtics this played stuff, really well. I mean, yeah, they, they, they had some they great did. ball movement yesterday, for sure. Like, there were some plays I was like, wow, all right. Like, in the rap, you know, Nick Nurse, Coach of the Year. There's a lot of good coaches in this bubble. is yeah. probably... In the bubble, that's still left. He's been doing it the longest, I think. So at least with the same franchise. I think a better way to put it is they're the most well balanced team in the NBA. I think that's much like better way of wording. I don't know like, about that either. No, just like a, just a balance of like ball movement, like a they're, star. They're, they're and they're most well coached is what you're saying. Okay, sure. just, just say that. I'll leave it at that. You're gonna piss me off. If you keep saying other stuff because I'm gonna uh, I'm, you. I'm very impressed with the Heat. I'll, I guess I'll leave it there. I've been in, I've been impressed with the way they played. Because, uh, like you said, I didn't expect them to be up 3-0 against the Pacers at all. Yeah, and me neither. I, I thought that would be more of a 
gritty series. I'm disappointed it's not, to be honest. I thought that would be the series to watch in the first round. I did too. I did too. I will say out west, there's a couple series that I was uh, intrigued by as well. But anyways, the Bucks, then the Magic. Magic shocked the world in game one. And then I, I'm pretty sure Giannis just got pissed and said, fuck you guys. And <clears throat> knock it all in and win another one. Kind of um, bummed, honestly. Like, <laughs> after they won the first game, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. If they right? Won. Yeah. It was like a pipe dream. That'd be really easy for the Celtics. <laughs> Vooch has just had no help like in in the late game like I've watched uh all of the games I think in this series uh except for a part of the end of um game three like Terrence Ross comes alive near the end GG Augustine's been solid but just Vooch is doing it alone man like he literally has no help Evan Fournier has been terrible like he cannot score at all it's just it's Vucevic against the world just like it was with the Nets except Vooch managed to get one game somehow. It's 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 rough. He needs to get out of Orlando. Honestly, he's way way too talented to be stuck there with a team that's going to be infinitely the eight seed. Yeah, I mean they 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 are hurt. Like Aaron Gordon, yes, this is not true. playing to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Isaac's hurt. MCW's hurt. There, it, yeah, it's definitely tough, time, isn't it? It's not as big, but when they have to play Wesley Owundo, it kind of means something. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, imp- I'm happy that they got one game, but I think it's going to stay at one game. I'm pretty sure Bucks got the next couple in the bag. Or, yeah, it- it's not going to be pretty for Orlando. They actually play in 45 minutes, so uh, I won't be able to catch that game, though, unfortunately. Moving on, though, to the Western Conference, where things get much, much, much more interesting than the East. Uh, three series in the East are at 3-0. One's at 2-1, but it should be at 3-0. Meanwhile, in the West, it's 2-1, 2 oh, 3-1, I guess. But uh, we'll start with Lakers-Blazers. We saw the Blazers come in, upset Lakers in Game 1. Game 2 uh, was a Lakers blowout, and then Game 3 was actually really, really competitive. But LeBron was a little bit too much for Portland to deal with. What and the 41 free throws they took. Yeah, yeah, that also kind of helps. I mean, Philly was taking a ton of free throws in the first half the other day, too. That was kind of ridiculous. But what, what do you think of the Portland series so far? Do you think uh, Dame has another game or two in him, or do you think it's over? Uh, I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Of course. I mean, they've been close, except for that second game they got blown yeah. out, and they won the yeah. first game. I mean, L.A. shot 41 free throws in that third game so like that's a little skewed even though uh, I was saying yesterday one of my friends because I was talking about that and they were saying that you know like uh, the you know isn't every game fixed or whatever I was like well like I mean like I like to complain about the refs like that as like kind of an excuse like because you know I'm not a fan of either team but I want the Lakers to lose so like to discount what the Lakers are doing I'm saying that but like if it's the Celtics like the best example of what I'm about to say is yesterday like you know you should play well enough to that the free throws don't matter. And exactly. Philly shot 19 free throws in the first quarter. They finished the quarter tied up, like one or two, yeah. maybe five. It was five, yeah. I think. So, like, I mean, they, they just outplayed them. I mean, that's uh-huh. what you got to do. Don't complain about the refs. Just play. I mean, in fairness, the Lakers did take a lot more free throws, but they also shot terribly from the line. They shot 65%. They, they like... In Portland, they didn't. They barely took any free throws. Dame took fourteen, and then the rest of the team took five in total. So, I, I guess that definitely made a difference. But Portland definitely was in the game 
regardless. So you can't like blame it on the free throw differential. Dame and CJ in the first half were ridiculous. And then I don't know if they just got cold or the Lakers stepped up defensively. I even watched the game and I couldn't tell what happened, but that I, I watched the second in. half and yeah, I saw the stats for Lillard. They struggled. In the first half. Struggled in the second and, half. Jeez, man, I'm yawning every everywhere today. <laughs> I saw I saw his stats in the first half, and I was like, wow, he's really on fire. And then uh, he kind of wasn't. So mm-hmm. in the second half, he cooled yeah. off. It was painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's the only guy they really got. I mean, they have, you know, McCollum and Carmelo. But, like, you know, Mello. that's the guy they will rely on. He has to be yeah. on fire for them to win. I agree. It's kind of tough. Like, so watching you... the Celtics yesterday, like, okay, Jason Tatum didn't really – Play amazing. Come out like a flamethrower, and then Kemba stepped up. Or Jalen Brown actually yeah. started the game hot, but Kemba stepped up in the middle of the game, and then Tatum closed. So that's that's what makes a good team is being able to have you know all those guys firing on all cylinders, not Damian Lillard who can yeah. give you sixty, but then you know if he doesn't have it, then it's tough. The third quarter, Carmelo Anthony looked like he was playing in Denver again. Like, he was out of his mind, like, making these stupid mid-range shots that shouldn't have gone in. The corner threes were there. It's just, he he looked really good. He's been super good in the series. And even more impressive, he's been guarding LeBron for, like, the majority of his time on the floor. Like, for a guy that was almost out of the league last year, like, to see him have this resurgence is really cool. I think he fits really well in Portland, too. Do you think Portland will be a playoff team next year? Uh Yes. Oh, the West is not, tough. Actually, West is tough, man. I think they're on the decline. Really? Well, I mean, like, think about it. They made the Western Conference Finals last year. This year, they're the eighth seed, even though they had injuries. But like, they still don't look that great from yeah. what I've seen. You know, like, They're like I said, they really bad. have to rely on Damian Lillard to will them over the finish line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, hopefully, that can be a good rest of the series, though. Uh, moving on, Clippers Mavericks. Luka Doncic, man, is just so insane. The fact that he's our age, like, I, I just, it's unbelievable watching him play. 2 2 in the series. Do you think there's a chance the Clippers lose this? Yeah, Paul George keeps playing, like, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. He's awful. And I don't want them to lose because I think they have the best chance to beat the Lakers. But, like, I like an upset, too. But, geez, yeah. like, I really don't want them to lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it this way, though. If, like, the Mavericks can get by the Clippers, who's just – and you think the Clippers are better than the Lakers, don't you think the Mavs could, like, get by the Lakers? Like, what not that logic make sense? Absolutely. Well, Pat Beverly is not playing. True. Paul George is playing terrible. Like, mm-hmm. there's some, you know, wiggle room for – you know, it's kind of an outlier. Like, yeah. I don't think the Clippers play like this till the playoffs if they get by. I got you. Which yeah. I think Have they you- will. Yeah. Have you watched any of the games? I need to ask you a question. Yeah, I've watched some of them. Like, not wire to wire, but I've seen. I got you. So, if you were Doc Rivers, who would you have guarding Luka Doncic? Let me ask you this. Kawhi. There's no question about it. Guess who has been guarding him for, like, the Is most it Kawhi? Nope. Paul George? Nope. <laughs> I think Keep guessing. <laughs> Marcus Morris. I mean, that's not a bad option either. He's but a good like, defender. But you have Kawhi and Paul George. Why would you – like, why? Because he doesn't want them to get tired out on defense. and He wants to save their energy for offense maybe. I, I don't know. 
that's so stupid to me. He though. doesn't like, want them to get in foul trouble. But they're guarding Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, yeah. what? <clears throat> that just makes no sense to me. Like, why would you... Luka Doncic, uh, in the win, dropped 43 points on 58% shooting. Like, and you're not going to put Kawhi on him? And Kawhi guarded him a couple possessions late in the game and absolutely shut him down. But then, you saw him hit the game winner, obviously. Kawhi switched off of him. And they had Reggie Jackson guarding him. It it screwed him, obviously, as we saw. So One thing I've noticed in the playoffs is, like, there's a lot of times where guys switch when they don't have to. Yes, yes. They just kind of go through the motions. The screen's there. They're like, all right, whatever. I mean, that could be the game plan, just switch everything or whatever. But, like, a lot of times, like, they just don't need to. I couldn't agree more. Something else that happens way too often. How come so many people are fouling three-point shooters, like, on shots? That happen- It's been happening so, so much in the bubble, even in, like, Boston's, uh, like Celtics games. I don't because think. the rules are now soft. Like, <laughs> the rules have changed. That's true. That's also true. I don't know. So you want to get a foul on a three, you should have to absolutely get hammered. You've said this so many times. I agree. But it's just, it's shooter's league now, man. It's, it's literally all it is. So you want the Clippers to win because you think they have the best chance of beating uh, LeBron? Yeah, I don't want the Lakers to win, so I really want the Clippers to get through and play them. So is that because you think – do you think the Celtics would have a better chance of beating the Lakers or the Clippers in the finals? I think they can give both of them a hard time, to be honest okay. with you. I mean, they blew out L.A. and Boston this year, and uh, the Lakers in Boston, and you know they yeah. played two tremendous games against the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a great series. I honestly, I think just for the sake of the upset and watching good basketball, I'd like to see the Mavs win or at least have the series go to seven, just because I think it's been super competitive so far. The Mavs were down like twenty points in the first half yesterday too. Like no Chris stops. Luca was a question mark before the game. Did you know that? Because he hurt his ankle. Yeah, dude. He's that was crazy. crazy. Played more more power to you, the guy. That's crazy. Uh, anyways, Thunder Rockets. Um. Honestly, like before game three, when the Thunder won in OT, this series has not been close. Like the Rockets have just looked like the far, far superior team. And if I'm being honest, like I'm going to sound like a total hypocrite. I love watching them play aside from James Harden. Let me say that aside from James Harden, like watching the Rockets bench play is so fun. Oh, yeah. It's like probably fun when they're not playing your team. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I said this to my brother. Like, I hate playing them because they play like, like dickheads. But aside from James Harden, who does still piss me off because he doesn't pass the ball, even though he averages a ton of assists, it 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 they're so fun to watch. Jeff Green has been hooping, dude. Jeff Green in the playoffs, <clears throat> crazy. Um, do you think? Uh, have you caught any of these games so far? No, I and you, I don't gotcha. plan to. I That's hate the Rockets. <laughs> You know, that's fair I, they, enough. They're probably just – they're a better team than OKC because they have more experience. Both this those guys have been yeah. to the finals. You know, yeah. like they, they're they just built to play the playoffs more than OKC is. They're young. They, Russ hasn't even played. A couple guys. Russell Westbrook hasn't played yet in the playoffs. He's uh, just still well, hurt. I don't know. Like, there's no excuse then. That's no, kind of yeah. terrible if you're getting beat like that by just Harden. 
Yeah, games one and two were literally not even close. Harden played, like, okay. Like, he played really well in game one. He dropped 37 on efficient shooting. But games two and three, he did not look good at all. Like, game two, he put up, like, 21 points on 31% shooting and 18% from three. And the reason the Thunder lost was because they had Daniel House drop 19, Tucker 14, Covington 10, like, Gordon 15, Green 15, and Rivers 11. Like, it was just everyone was making shots. And you know how the Rockets usually, like, shoot a bunch of threes and that's why they win games? Yes. They've been terrible shooting the ball. Like, they've been, like, not, I guess terrible is a strong word. But they have not been great shooting the basketball. They shot 38 in game one, which is, like, solid. It's decent. And But, like, the reason they're winning is because they're just driving to the hoop. Like, the you'd think Sam Adams could defend the paint better. The Rockets are Steven getting – Steven Adams. Steven – dude, I say that all the it's time. It's not the I, first time you've done it either. I know. I know. I do that constantly. I call him Sam Adams because of the fucking beer. No, Steven Adams, you'd think he'd do a good job of defending the paint. Rockets are literally getting whatever they want at the hoop, like driving, and then, like, obviously they kick out for a three. But I well, think because the they Thunder... run five out, and Adams has to be on the three-point yes. line because they don't play with the center, and they can all shoot. Exactly. But, like, the only reason – like, the Thunder are so afraid They're of playing the Rockets. 2K offense. That's how you yes. play offense 2K. Yes, exactly. Driving kick. The, the Thunder is so afraid of the Rockets shooting threes that they're not defending the paint. And it, it, it happens, but they're getting killed. They won game three because Shea Gildish Alexander had a really good game. Chris Paul like led the team, but I, I have zero confidence they can win this series if they keep playing the way they are or the way they have been. Two I, to one now, right? So two to one, two to one, two to one. Oh, it's still two to one. They played today, but um. That's, oh well, then. I mean, they, I, they won game three. Yeah, but in overtime. They played well in overtime. Only because the Rockets were cold shooting the ball. Like, And I picked the Thunder to win the series Like last week. Like before the playoffs started, I picked the Thunder. But after watching the first two games and most of game three, the Rockets have just been by far the better team, Like regardless of the Thunder winning uh, in overtime the other day. Like, I, just, I don't know. I have faith in the Rockets now, even though I just – I agree. I do hate to play them, but outside, like I said, outside of James Harden, who I still don't like watching play because it's boring and just the same shit every time. Like Jeff Green is cool to watch. Austin Rivers is fun. Like they're a scrappy team outside of the bearded guy. Uh, I'm liking it, uh, and that leads me to the last series we have to talk about, and probably the most entertaining guy in the bubble: Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz taking on the Nuggets what drug did Donovan Mitchell take? Have you been keeping up with what he's been doing? I have not, but he has been playing. Dude, I know he's been playing well. I haven't he's, watched. He's dropped 50 twice this series. 50. Like, 57 in game one, which is the third most in playoff history. Right. And then 51 last night to beat the Nuggets by two. It's And Jamal Murray put up 50 last night as well. Two players in that game had 50 points. It's just crazy. Because the Nuggets won game one, and, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, the Nuggets. Obviously, we think they're going to win. Like, I I think we both picked the Nuggets to win that series, right? Yeah, Nuggets are, like, a sleepy good team. They just sucked. Games two and three weren't even close. The Jazz won game three, 124 to 87. It's just... Donovan Mitchell, man, he's just 
You know what's the worst part about it? In game three, Jokic had 15, Murray had 12, and nobody – and Bobo had 11 in garbage time. But no one else had any – like, points over 10. Meanwhile, Gobert had 24 points. There is no world where you should be giving up 24 points to Rudy Gobert. Like, <laughs> he's great on defense and all, but, man, that's not a good look if you're the Nuggets. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, it's really the only good series we've got. Yeah, in terms and it's of not closeness. like exactly, and it's three one now. The Jazz are up three one. Oh, they won yesterday. Yeah, they took the game by two. Oh my God, I thought I thought uh, Denver won last night. I don't know. Nah. I thought I saw something that they won. Nah, dude, the Jazz took game three, game four. Donovan Mitchell dropped fifty one. Uh, what's his face? Conley dropped twenty six. He's been amazing since the birth of his son on some Fred Van Bleet shit. Jordan Clarkson's been great this series. Clarkson's averaging 20 points in the series right now. And, and that really sucks for the Nuggets, and that's yeah. tough. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 35.7 points. <laughs> it's just... I mean, good for him. I like Donovan Mitchell. Future Celtic, by the way. Me too. Oh, yeah, 100%, obviously. I, I don't know which offseason exactly, but he'll, he'll be here. He'll be I don't here. Know how, how is that lineup going to work? He'll probably run point for Kemba. Telling you, Kemba's getting old. They're gonna need. Re- they're gonna have to replace Kemba's. Like, not all at once, but you know, at some point, they're gonna have to replace Kemba. Yeah, I'd have to agree. We always bring it back around to the Celtics, no matter what we talk about. So, before we get into a couple other things, I wanted to mention. I want to go over like the losers in these series so far. So the Sixers lost. We kind of talked about what they're going to look like next year. We talked about what the Nets are going to look like next year. So I want, I want to do the same thing for every other team that is, like, projected to lose or we think is going to lose. So okay. the Heater, Heater up 3 nothing. Uh, Pacers are – no team has ever come back from 3 nothing. I'm pretty much going to count the Pacers out here. What happens next year? Do you think they run it back with Sabonis? I feel like they're one of those teams that's just – they, they have a solid team. It's just – It's just yeah. – is it good enough to got, win a They've team? been unlucky with in- injuries. Maybe they fire the coach. That's the only thing. McMillan might be gone. Who it's knows? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that roster is good enough to win a chip, though? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And see, my thing has always been this: like, if you know your roster is not good enough to win a championship, like, do you just like gut it? Because like, I don't think they're going to be good enough in the future to win either with their current roster. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, at least well, the Mavericks, you know, like they'll get better. They might be able to compete. I mean, I think Brogdon's a stud. So yeah. if Brogdon. You know, Brogdon's going to grow still. He's still young. Oladipo, if he gets no, you know, back not. to his peak. Brogdon's not young. He's relatively young. He's not super young. Let me look. He's what, 26? 27. 27. It's because he came in as a rookie out of, like, out of Virginia, like, but he went all four, four years. years there. Yeah. yeah. Like, Sabonis is 24. He is young. Turner's young. Just, Oladipo's probably 27, 28, too. Then. 28, yeah. They're like, how old's TJ Warren? Because he's been like an emerging star for them too. He's 26. I feel like they have three or four more years of this squad left. But is it worth it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it worth to keep running this team back, especially with the likes of Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee coming up in the East? I mean, maybe you put, I mean, Oladipo and Sabonis. At peak level, they're both all-star players. Yes. Brogdon yeah. is a solid point guard. He's 
pretty good. I, he could I, be all star level too. He's really good. I do like him. I don't know about all star, but you know he's capable of being, you know, there. Yeah, for sure. Like he's good. Yeah. Um, Miles Turner. People are saying he kind of sucks. He's I mean, okay. He suck, suck. But like he's he sucks very... like, in comparison to what people think he is. He's just very two dimensional. He can like shoot the three and block shots. He's like he reminds me of Brooke Lopez. Like he's a good guy, but he's just not amazing. Okay, so you've got him. Then TJ Warren. So I don't know. Maybe you package like Turner and somebody else for another asset. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess they don't really have an alternative either. Like, what's the alternative? Like, gut it for young assets right now, or like trade for younger guys. They're they're just stuck. They're kind of stuck right now with this team, and it's not a bad team. Like, I'm not shitting on the Pacers. It's just, I don't know. They're kind of in the middle. Um, the Magic, like, kind of in a similar situation, just with a worse roster. <laughs> if I'm being honest. It's like, what do they do from here? Do they trade Vooch? Would you trade Vooch while his value is really high? They probably should, to be honest with you, because nothing's going on in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're just very 7-8 seed every year. I've seen rumors, or less so rumors and more so, like this should happen. Uh, Vucevic to the Blazers. I think that'd be a solid fit if they can run Vucevic. Can they power, afford it? Power forward. That's the one thing... I think maybe if they dump Whiteside's contract this offseason, they can because he makes a lot of money. Yeah, but who's going to take that? I think no. I think he's a free agent. Like I don't think he'd be on the books. Oh, well. in that case, yeah, but, I guess they could do that. And then trade. Yeah, he makes twenty-four million dollars, and he's a free agent this year, unrestricted. So, if they let Whiteside go or get him to a team-friendly deal, which I don't think he'd take because he's always had that mentality of "I'm the best." They could probably trade. I'm trying to think of a package they would give up, though. Maybe, like, if you're the Magic, you'd want a pick or two. Anthony Simons, maybe. And, like, I don't think they'd give up Gary Trent anymore because he's been really good. Like, Wenyan Gabriel's been okay. So maybe you ask for, like, Simons, Wenyan Gabriel, and a first for Vooch. Because I don't think they can get too much because Vooch makes a lot of money and he's older. So, I don't know. But what do you think the Magic do next year? Uh, <laughs> I honestly think they should blow it up. I, I don't yeah. have a specific thing that they should do, but like, in what have you? What do you really have there? Vucevic have and Fultz. even he, him, he's like he's okay. Yeah, they have Fultz and Bamba. I think are their best, and Isaac. Isaac is a really really good defender. They need to do something with Mo Bamba because he just yeah. kind of sits there and doesn't do anything. I feel like if they gutted a little bit, trade Aaron Gordon, maybe he's. He's okay, but like run Isaac at your four, trade Vooch, give Bamba a chance, and then run Fultz at the one, and then like maybe trade Fournier or like keep him and Terrence Ross as like vets, but just like blow up the bigger pieces and just try to start some semblance of a rebuild in Orlando. Because making the eight seed every year is great and all, like you're getting playoff appearances, but you're just not getting the draft picks you need to get better. I guess yeah. that's that's the thoughts on the Magic. Lakers, Blazers, this is, I guess, kind of too close of a series to say anything, but I'm getting to, let's let's assume the Blazers lose, because even if the Lakers do somehow lose, they're not going to change anything. They're just going to run it back. So the Blazers lose. What what do they do next year? Do they just run it back again with Dame and try again? Like They've done that for the past, what, five years and nothing's changed? 
They got to get him some help or something. Yeah. Maybe yeah, get rid of McCollum. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question because they just really don't have it. I mean, they don't have the, star the best power. team around him to succeed. He needs yeah. – I mean, McCollum's good, but he's kind of the same thing as Dame is. You need somebody else that does something different. I agree. They need a defender is what they need. They can't have two like, – like Dame's not awful. CJ's not awful. But you need like Dame to be the offense, and then he they need a shooting guard. For the defense, like if they had Victor Oladipo instead of McCollum, like man, that'd be good. Like they'd be better just because they'd have that defense. I don't know. I don't think the Pacers would ever do that, obviously, because it'd just be pointless trade for them. But something obviously that I've seen would be like uh, if they want to completely shift gears in Portland, like Dame for Ben Simmons or something ridiculous like that, or or CJ McCollum for you know what? Honestly, I don't know what directions the Sixers are looking to go in. But if we're just going to live in a fantasy world, do you think the Blazers would do like, oh, we'll give you CJ McCollum and maybe a sign and trade Hassan White. Eh, no, not Hassan Whiteside. And like a couple picks and something for Simmons and then they'll take on the Horford contract. Could you see a world where that happens? Portland takes Simmons and Horford? Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll and take... Keeps- who? Dame, Dame, and so they, they run puts sends CJ to Philly with some like other assets for Simmons and Horford. It's it's. I don't think there. Philly's going to split up their team yet. I don't either. But like, if we're having fun here, like Portland's got to do something. I th- I'm of the belief Philly has to do something because that team just doesn't work, and that would get rid of the Al Horford problem. Right and bring in an extra shooter for Embiid to play with, so I don't know. Honestly, think I think if Al Horford went to Portland, he'd be good again. I do, too. I do too. I mean, I think he looked kind of good in certain parts of the game yesterday. Yeah, he looked okay. I I think Horford either needs to be the starting center, getting those minutes, or just come off the bench because he can't play power forward. I don't think he should play power forward. That's that's my thoughts on Horford. So yeah, I always thought he could play power forward, but like. This season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Man. it worked when he was on the Celtics with Baines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it, that was slightly different because both of them could stretch the floor relatively well. And, like, you don't really want Embiid stretching the floor like that. So. Well, yeah, um, then you just got to find the right player to put him with then. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about uh, putting him in the right situation. I agree. So Clippers, Mavs. Um if the Clippers lose, they'll just run it back with that team because they're too good and too far invested into this. And I, I don't even think the Mavs would change much either. Like, do you see anything changing with Dallas if they lose? No. Yeah, I feel like they're just in a prime position for years to come. Maybe like switch up the pieces a little. Maybe they don't bring back Tim Hardaway because he makes a lot of money, but they'll probably be a similar team next season. Um, Thunder Rockets. That's well, an interesting one. If OKC loses, they're probably not going to change too much. They're going to let the young guys develop. They can't really get rid of Chris Paul. He's on a terrible contract. Um, If Houston loses, I mean, I don't know if they're going to – maybe they'll start playing with centers again. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) if it's not going to hurt them in this series, then it's probably not going to hurt them because going in, you said – we kind of agreed that Steven Adams would be a beast for them. And it hasn't happened. Or at least to make an impact, it hasn't happened. So – 
I don't see either of those teams changing too drastically. You see, I feel like OKC could change some things. Like Danilo Gallinari has been good for them. And Chris Paul, obviously, I don't think they could trade that contract unless like a team desperately wanted Chris Paul. But the Gallinari thing is interesting because like other teams are going to want him. And are the Thunder really going to want to invest that much money in him like for the short term when their future is way down the line? Yeah, probably not. Where where could you see a guy like Gallo ending up? Obviously, we heard the Miami rumors, but where are some places you could see him potentially landing? It depends how much money he makes. Honestly, he could end up here. Really? He he. I think he's gonna want like twenty mil though. It wouldn't surprise oh, me if he wants twenty mil. Kind of outrageous. I mean, that's Probably how much you make. Team like the Knicks will give him yeah. money, or that's how much he makes now. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It is what it is. We'll have to see. Both of those teams, they'll probably both have very similar rosters next season, though. Jazz Nuggets. If the Nuggets lose, which is looking like they are going to, I feel like they'll keep that. Their core is too young. If the Nuggets somehow come back and win, what does Utah do? Like, what do you think Utah's going to do next season? Even if Utah loses in the second round, like, what do you think the Jazz roster is going to look like next year? Uh, See that you could see changes. Like, I don't know, maybe they'll get rid of Mike Conley or I don't know how much is left on his deal with a walk or whatever. Yeah. Um and they have solid help around Mitchell. That's why they're winning right now. Yeah. The one question is Rudy's a free agent. Do you give him a supermax? Like, is he worth he's I don't think he's worth it, but does no, he's Utah not. does Utah do it though? Is the they question. might give it to him, but I don't think he's worth it. That would be a bad see... move. There's just so many other centers they could get that are better. Yeah. Even, like, I feel like Aaron Baines would even be better. Like, Rudy's – like, don't get me wrong. Rudy's, like, the best defender in the NBA, like, in the post. But just – I don't know, man. He's just not worth $35 million a year. And just – do you think he would take the money somewhere else, or do you think he'd be like, okay, I want to stay in Utah? I feel like Europeans are more loyal, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they just tend to stick around and stuff, so he might yeah. stay. I'm just telling you, like the Knicks or some garbage team, Pistons, someone's like, yeah. get money if he wants it. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Well, I mean, that's all the matchups. I think this is a pretty good episode. I'm happy with what we talked about. Um, I'm looking forward to watching specifically the rest of that Clippers-Mavs series. Do you have a series that you're looking forward to the most, aside from obviously Celtics-Raptors? No, I was about to say Celtics Raptors. I knew you were. That's why I stopped you. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys. Um. Oh, also, I wanted to tell you, and I guess I can tell our viewers too. Um, shout out to the Instagram at Bannertown USA on Insta. I post stories. Some Celtics players see, are seeing them when I tag them. Uh, Marcus Smart, Ennis Cantor, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, Jalen Brown. All saw some of the posts. Uh, it's cool. I had a. Uh, tweet that I put out the other day, Javante Green retweeted it. So Sam and I are feeling a lot of love on Twitter and Instagram right now, and we really, really appreciate it. Um, also, yeah, I had a couple yeah. big tweets yesterday, so thank you for that. Also, you know, um, I mentioned that Trevion Graham, uh, forward for the Hawks, he saw one of the stories, right? And I didn't even tag him. That's kind of, that I don't know, that's that? so weird. Right. And he, he responded to the sticker. Like, I put a sticker on for Javante Green to respond to. To like say you should come on the pod and Trevion Graham responded to it with like a muscle arm emoji, just like just responding to it. I was like, "Yo!" And he like looked at all of my stories. So I messaged him. I was like, "Appreciate the love, bro. How are you doing?" Like just to see if he'd answer. And like 
it's just cool to see he like I don't know interact. Well, you with didn't him. continue the story, so I don't think he answered. <laughs> no, he did not answer me yet, but he responded to the sticker, which I thought was weird because it wasn't like that's cool answer, but it it wasn't like a question for him. It was like for Javante Green, and he just responded to it. But it was still sick. Like I'm not complaining. That's pretty cool, man. I know. Um, Big things. I don't think I've ever had any of that happen, but I don't even know how Instagram works anymore. I haven't used it in a while, so I don't know <laughs> if there's like ways he could find you. The way Instagram used to work for me it was just kind of linear. Like I never really found anything that I'd I think it's, look for or it's, follow. I think it's in the hashtags, if I'm being honest. I think that's what it is. Like people yeah. can search hashtags and do all that. But I guess uh, pretty cool to see people um, on the Celtics seeing. Uh, my post. Romeo Langford was the first person to see it. I tagged him, and it was literally like less than ten minutes after the game has ended, had ended, and he already saw it. Like he was just on Instagram right after the game. Uh, Pretty cool. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow the Instagram Bannertown USA, and I'm on Twitter at uh, Bannertown Jack, and the podcast is underscore from the Raptors. And uh, I'll throw it over to Sam per usual, and to here. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know. I think we did say 2,000 listeners the other day, but thanks yeah, again. Huge. Um, you know, it means a lot. We we enjoy doing the show. We enjoy doing Twitter and everything else we do. Um, I'm glad you guys like us. If you're listening, you obviously do. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, watch the recaps. And if you have any good ideas for the Raptors series, let me know. I, I have a couple in mind, but they're not world beaters or world eaters, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, that's our show. Follow me at Bannertown Sam. Uh, bye.